Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey folks, I'm NJ, the host of A Crime Most Queer. Join me every Thursday when I unpack true crime affecting the South African LGBTQ community. Each week, I take an in-depth look at some well-known and not-so-well-known cases where we will explore the people involved, the circumstances that led up to the crime being committed, the police investigation, and the eventual trial, if there was one. I also look at some of the conspiracy theories that sprang up around the case and try to figure out if they actually hold water. A Crime Most Queer is available wherever you get your podcasts. Girl, you know it's not true. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. Millie Vanilli was a little bit after my time and my consciousness as a, a young girl, but the joke was always that you were lip syncing or like any like, you know, student event where you had to lip sync or karaoke, you were always making fun of them. Like they were always the butt of the joke, but I don't think I ever really knew what the source of the joke was, even before I did this episode. Did you know that it was somewhat of a hoax after, like, did, were you conscious of the music, but you already knew it was a hoax, or did you find out in real time? I don't even think I was conscious of, I knew Blame It on the Rain. I was vaguely conscious of the music, but the whole thing about Millie Vanilli, when I knew of it as a child, was that they were fakers. You know, they lip-synced, and it was really uncool and really un- embarrassed. It was the embarrassment 
blanket over like whatever they were as musicians. See, I was taken in by the hoax. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew, you know, because I was into a lot of, you know, punk rock, things that were cool, but I assumed that it was at least them mm-hmm. doing. I mean, I like the, you know those catchy songs. I, yeah, love, I, like I pop. you know I really I love pop music. I love music of that era. You know, I, I still do because I watch a lot of MTV. Even when MTV first, I, well, I think I watched the debut of it. That's how much MTV I watched. Mm-hmm. But when you hear their voices, and you're probably going to talk about this, mm-hmm. is they have very thick Eastern European accents, mm-hmm. but they sing with a relatively perfect English accent. Yeah, and again, this is a disconnect that I totally had, but. It's interesting, and I think we owe a lot to Millie Vanilli with what we consume as pop music consumers now, which now this feels like way less of a hoax than it did at the time. The guy behind Millie Vanilli was Frank Farian, a German producer who was looking for the next big European pop sensation. In the 1970s, Farian struck gold with Boney M, a German disco group seemingly fronted by four Caribbean singers. In reality, Farian himself had provided the vocals on the group's first album. His first priority was Image. Talent was secondary, tertiary, seventh, 14th. And that's kind of how it went when he met two young club kids named Rob Pilatus from Germany and Fabrice Morvin from France in 1988. They fit the bill. But I also want to mention, too, he had already done this before. He had already faked vocals with his, his own voice. So he had this track record to begin with. So Rob and... Fabrice were young, they partied, they were aspiring pop stars, they were attractive, they were easy marks, but also kind of European antiheroes and best friends. Rob was the son of a black American soldier and a white German woman who was born in New York City, but spent the first several years of his life in a Bavarian orphanage. He was adopted when he was four years old. Growing up in Munich, he grappled with racism and feelings of isolation. It was only through music and breakdancing that he found his identity. When he met Fab who had been raised in Paris by parents from a Caribbean island of Guadalupe. When he met Fab, who had been raised in Paris by parents from Guadalupe, he found someone with similar interests and life experiences. Something clicked between us, Rob told the Los Angeles Times in 1989. Maybe it's because we're both black people who grew up in foreign cities that don't have too many blacks. In the early days of their friendship, Rob and Fab were regulars on the Munich club scene. They dabbled in dancing and modeling, but what they really wanted to do was make music. They began hanging out with local studio musicians in Farian's orbit and played a few club shows. That's kind of when Farian took notice of them. Then, and this is the most important part of the Millie Vanilli controversy in my opinion, Farian invited Rob and Fab to a studio and signed the duo to a record deal. But like, what was this deal? We walked into a trap not knowing it was a trap Fab said on record. In his version of the events, he and Rob signed the contract without realizing they were being hired purely to lip sync. They wanted to sing, and the first time Farian played them Girl You Know It's True, the song that would become their international breakthrough, he presented the track as instrumental. Little did they know Farian had already recorded vocals with professional singers. By the time they knew the truth, Fab said, they had already spent advance money on new clothes and their trademark hair extensions. They were suddenly in debt and they couldn't walk away. Once the group took off, it became even harder to come clean about their vocals. Farian claimed that Rob and Fab were never going to be proper recording artists. I'd never heard such a bad singer, Farian said of Rob in a Los Angeles Times interview. They wanted to sing. They wanted to write songs. It never happened. They went instead to discos till 4 a.m. and slept all day. All they ever really did was party. Someone who lives like that can't make good music. It was a crazy idea, he told the LA Times. I thought, okay, it's just for discotheques and clubs. But his mix of pop, R&B, and hip-hop was perfectly pegged for the times, and Millie Vanilli quickly became 
the music industry's darling, something that nobody saw coming, not anybody involved in this story. Girl You Know It's True hit number one in Germany and got Millie Vanilli signed to Arista Records. This was in large part due to their music videos, which I also vaguely remember. A lot of cool pantomiming and clothes and, of course, their hair, those extensions. Millie Vanilli then scored five top hits on the Billboard Hot 100, including three number one singles. Baby, Don't Forget My Number, Girl, I'm Gonna Miss You, and Blame It on the Rain. All four singles were on the album Girl, You Know It's True, which went six times platinum in America and sold millions more copies worldwide. On July 21st, 1989, the group's backing tape malfunctioned during a club MTV tour stop in beautiful Bristol, Connecticut. And the words Girl, You Know It's repeated over and over. I'm sure you remember this. This is something, again, like... I think I vaguely remember, but it may just be the mythology of all of this. Rob panicked and ran off stage. The incident had no huge impact really on their sales, but Rob would later call the mishap the beginning of the end. And of course, this is where all the rumors started that kind of overshadowed them as performers as a whole. After the embarrassment of the Connecticut show, Rob and Fab demanded to sing on their next album. Tensions grew against Ferry, and on November 15th, 1990, he revealed in a press conference that Millie Vanilli hadn't sung a note on Girl You Know It's True, their 1989 multi-platinum debut album. Of course, days after Farian's press conference, Rob and Fab called their own. They were joined by a voice coach who assured the audience that yes, they could sing, which is also a strange thing. I got a voice coach here. He verifies me. Rob and Fab then gave back their Grammys, which they'd planned on doing even before the Recording Academy formally revoked the awards. Sure. In 1991, Farian released The Moment of Truth, a new studio album credited to the real Millie Vanilli, i.e. the singers from the first album. Arista, meanwhile, claimed no prior knowledge of the deception, and Rob and Fab insisted, though, that they did know exactly what was going on, and they were a part of this whole hoax. Rob and Fab released a self-titled comeback album in 1993, and even appeared on the Arsenio Hall show to sing for real in front of a real audience. But Rob and Fab flopped while simultaneously the two were fighting drug addiction. Fab ultimately sobered up, but Rob spiraled out of control. In 1996, he served jail time for assaulting two people and breaking into a car, and in 1998, he died of a drug overdose in a Frankfurt hotel room. He was only 33 years old. At the time of his death, Rob had apparently been working with Farian again. I'm totally shocked, the producer told The Independent upon learning of Rob's death. Rob looked really good again. He was full of optimism for the future. We intended to tape material for another album. Fab wasn't involved in that project, but another bizarre twist to the story, he teamed up with John Davis, one of the real singers whose voice he had once lip-synced to, for the project Face Meets Voice, a Millie Vanilli experience. This unlikely duo might make for a good ending to the Millie Vanilli movie that's been in the works since 2007. Filming was all set to begin on the project when director Brett Ratner lost his co-financing deal with Warner Brothers amidst allegations of sexual misconduct. The whole thing was not meant to be, I would say. So, you know, I have the power of hindsight right now Uh since this happened. And people, artists, really great artists, lip syncing is not new. Mm Mm-mm. It's, it's, and I'm sure the artists are like, why do I have to lip sync? And, you know, they're just like, Mm -hmm. well, we, you know, we're, it's television, you know, we're developing like, uh, we're prevent, uh, we're presenting entertainment. We don't want any snags. We want to see you sing the songs. Mm -hmm. And then it's also not odd for, to have people like in a music video, if Mm -hmm. they replace somebody. Sure. I can think of, you know, nobody's going to care, but I can think of examples of that i think what they're doing is is like well now this is the person that's Mm going to be taking this place so they have people singing that part because that's was already recorded Mm -hmm. so i think none of those things are new and if you look up ashley simpson at snl oh totally same exact thing granted she 
for better or worse, I mean, she's fine. I have no problem with her. Sang her song, at least in the studio. With, yeah. With all that came with it, it seems like these two guys, I mean, you know, it's easy to bag on them. And, you know, a lot of us did. But when you hear the story about just two people that got caught up in something, I don't think mm-hmm. they were out to hurt anybody. No. And Do you think they knew, though, initially that they weren't going to sing anything? I'm sure they probably wanted to because yeah. who doesn't want? to do the whole thing but they're just like it's like uh, having a ghostwriter mm-hmm. but putting your name on it yeah but they had nothing it's not even they came up with anything but to give them credit you you could say well they didn't sing the songs but i was like i guarantee you if they had the people they had sing it and mm-hmm. i'm just speculating and didn't package it the same way no one would have cared so yeah. it really took the vehicle of that to kind of make it work and they look like kind of like twins it was a very interesting kind of duo Mm -hmm. and i don't know i think people cared but i don't think they really cared that much because it's not like nobody was just like oh millie vanilli is just so important so influential to so many other artists it was you know it was pop music fun pop music and that's the thing too it's like also pop music isn't really about the vocals like i bet they went on tour and worked their asses off and yeah, danced and, and fucking did all that shit it's not like they got paid you know for nothing mm-hmm. and i'm sure they i remember they i remember them making another album and, and kind of trying to like a little comeback in that sense and mm-hmm. you know yeah it's 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 not gonna work and and they were just trying to sound not horrible but mm-hmm. you, are you, if you're gonna compare yourself to the professionals in yeah. the studio which everyone knew and loved and i remember you could i think there was a class action suit maybe where you mm. can return the CD or whatever oh. it is you bought and you collected on that on some kind of small amount. But, I, you know, it, it was really tragic. And, you know, there's a lot of things in history about people that didn't write their own music or play their own instruments. Yeah. We can talk about like the, you know, the monkeys or even the Beach Boys in, in, in some respects. I mean, and- even like famous like Michelangelo having painting assistants that painted like these all artists have these people that do the work for them. In a lot of different respects. You hear Rebecca and I's voice. But mm-hmm. and you've seen our pictures, mm-hmm. but those are models yeah. that you're seeing. This voice can't be as hot as what you see, or can it? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.